to understand water in the Bible, you need to get a sense of the contrast between the Holy Land, which is surrounded on a large level by a great body of water, most obviously the Mediterranean, but of course the Red Sea as, as well, and then in a narrow sense is a land that's very short of water. So water at the same time can represent chaos, but can also represent sources of renewing life. So in terms of the cosmic forces of water, creation, Noah, the crossing of the Red Sea, the crossing of the Jordan, which in fact isn't really such a great body of water as the story makes it sound, the story of Jonah, most obviously water is chaos in that story, the storm on the Sea of Galilee when Jesus calms the waves, and of course his walking on water. But then as a source of life, we have water coming from the rock in the wilderness, the still waters of Psalm 23, the living water of John chapter 4, and of course the river of the water of life in Revelation 22. There's also water as the principal constituent of baptism and water as a means of cleansing, which we get in the Naaman story, where by dipping in the Jordan, he's free from his leprosy. So with those two principal significances of water in mind, uh, we now hear the version of Psalm 23, which I guess in a very short space of time has become the best known version in the country. It's no longer crimined at funerals. Now it's the version of Psalm 23 written by Howard Goodall for the TV show, The Vicar of Dibley.
The song Shall We Gather at the River was written in 1864 by the American poet Robert Lowry. The song is full of imagery from the book of Revelation. There's clearly here a reference to adult baptism. Lowry was himself a Baptist, and you can imagine people gathering down at the river, probably the Hudson River in his case, since he was based in New York City when he wrote this song. But just note the year in which it was written. It was written in 1864, the last year of the American Civil War. Surely, also, the river, the Ohio River, is in the mind of the author the river that represent the crossing over from the lands of slavery to the land of freedom. And the Civil War, of course, concluded with victory for the North and freedom for the slaves. Yes. 
Our final piece today is Bridge Over Troubled Water, which was written in 1969 by Paul Simon and sung by his partner Art Garfunkel, although notoriously Simon resented having invited uh, Garfunkel to sing the song because it became Simon and Garfunkel, Garfunkel's best-known song, and Simon, though having written it, didn't appear in its production. It was ranked 66 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Simon later described how it had been influenced both by Bach's Passion Chorale and the line in the 1958 song, Oh Mary, Don't You Weep, that goes, I'll be your bridge over deep water if you trust in my name. The line in the last verse about the silver girl sailing on refers to Paul Simon's then wife getting her first grey hairs, so there's hope for all of us. This, again, is the notion, as we said at the beginning, of water as chaos and the power of relationship to overcome the chaos that water represents. <laughs>